0: Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Oh my goodness, this word is going to make you love me, hate me, love me again. There is going to be exactly what this podcast promises. There's going to be some real, okay, and it's going to be spirit-filled, all right? And the intention is to lead you into greater freedom. But first and foremost, we've got to confront what might be the thing or the things that are preventing that, okay? So one of the things that I do, I didn't really notice that it was something that I did until it's been highlighted, but I tend to take a lot of memes or worldly truths that are put out there and I flip them with spirit-filled real talk, okay? So, for example, when people say, I'm doing me, do you, live your truth, boo, all these things, right? Like, it sounds good, like, yeah, girl, yeah, guy, go do you, yeah, you know, get on with it. But, 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 here's the thing living your truth requires telling the truth hold up did you hear it living your truth requires telling the truth okay living your truth requires telling the truth so today's message is called full of it because i really want and encourage you to examine what are you full of are you full of it like are you full of belief systems, BS, (laughs) that is not the truth? Are you living a lie and projecting that it's something different than it is? How could that ever lead you down the path of true freedom? It won't, friend. So let me tell you, today we're going to go into what you might be full of. This is an opportunity. You might need to sit down with this a little later. To really examine this, maybe to journal it out if you're driving, if you're multitasking. Just listen, just let it hit your spirit. But make sure that you do the work of this message later, okay? So flag this one, share it with a friend. All right, so we need to expose on today. Expose meaning bring into the light anything that's in the darkness in your life. So Whether it's silent killers of relationships, expose it to the light. Whether it's anything that you're bound by or that you're silent or secretive about, expose it to the light. Anything that's suffocating your destiny, expose it to the light. Anything that's building insecurity in you, expose it to the light. Anything that's causing you to lose your identity, expose it to the light. Anything that is actually destroying you, Expose it to the light. Okay. This is not a casual thing. This is something that requires surrender. All right. Now, we often say and can project that things are going well. You know, our finances are good. Our bodies on fleek, right? We're all svelte. <laughs> we've got great relationships. We've got community. We're, we're living life, right? We look great, but we're really hiding what we think about and stay up with at night. On the inside, we're anxious as all get out, but we would never reveal that to the world, right? So we expose to the world surface, right? We just We just give them what we think they want to see, and then we don't actually go deeper than that because that doesn't feel safe. If we were to expose that, then what would happen? well you'd probably find some real and true freedom and actually discover who your real friends are what your real purpose is and what you were created and put on this earth to actually do and bring forth okay (laughs) so really we project and really expose to the world what we believe the world wants to see and we cater and we manufacture And we create images that we think will put us in a certain kind of light. Okay? But are you full of it? Are you full of it? Or is that actually true? Okay? So what are we actually hiding? We're hiding what's deeper than that. And sometimes what's deeper than that is compromise, is entanglement, and is the sin that easily besets us. Right? So think about this. The way that you look at, that you process, that you consume information, that you show up and behave, that affects not only you, but that affects anyone in your sphere of influence, right? People are affected by that. So it's time to examine what are you valuing? What are you listening to? What are you doing? What are you not doing? What are you tolerating? What are you allowing, right? What are you giving place to is another way to say that. And just pay attention to what comes up as you hear this message, okay? So I'm going to give you some some word <laughs> to back this up to, as promised. There's going to be several verses. You might just need to highlight them later. But essentially, what the enemy of your soul wants to do is he wants to get you in perversion. He wants to get you in wickedness. And really what that is, it's things that are turned. It's things that are twisted. It's things that really cause you to have this goal in sight, but they cause you to miss the mark time and time again. And as you miss the mark, you normalize that missing the mark is okay, right? You, you justify to yourself why you're allowed to do something, why it's not that bad, right? And you surround yourself with people that believe that too. It's interesting, it's subtle in how it starts, but it's really destructive when it starts building momentum So I'm going to use Samson as an example right now. So I'm going to go to Judges 16, verse 1. So it says, Samson went to Gaza and saw a prostitute. He went to her. The news got around. Samson's here. They gathered around in hiding, waiting all night for him at the city gate, quiet as mice, thinking at sunrise will kill him. Samson was in bed with the woman until midnight. Then he got up, seized the doors of the city gate and the two gate posts to really reveal how strong he is, right? Bolts and all hefted them on his shoulder and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Okay, so here's a guy that is strong as all get out, successful, right? Just is living a life, Of abundance, beyond measure, right? But still has an Achilles heel. He's still got a thorn in his side. He's still got something that is taking him into darkness, in hiding, in secrecy, where he thinks no one will see or find out, right? And the enemy will use whatever that thing is, whatever brings you to darkness, whatever leads you to secrecy, he will use it again and again to bring you back and into backsliding, okay? And it all starts, this is what the thing is, it's the flesh, right? The works of the flesh is what's happening here. So Samson, although he's strong, although he's successful, he still let his flesh take over, okay? And it all starts with a temptation. It could be a thought, it could be lust, it could be a feeling, right? But it starts with a temptation and then deception takes over, okay? And what deception does is it over promises something and under delivers over promises something and under delivers. Think about that in your life. What was a promise, right? That really under delivered, right? It was really exciting. It was enticing is probably a better word. It was luring you in. It was over promising something, but under delivered. What was that thing? Okay, and essentially what what is happening with temptation and when you actually give in to the lust of the flesh, right? It takes what is valuable from you and leaves you to your own devices. Please hear that. It takes what is valuable from you and leaves you to your own devices. And if you've gone down the path of leaning on your own understanding, trying to operate in your own strength, you know by personal experience how destructive that can be. You just are not designed to walk out and live this life on your own. You're just not designed to do it, okay? All right, so James 1, let me bring you there. Dun, dun, dun. All right, don't let anyone under pressure to give in to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. Come on, God is never trying to trip you up, ever, ever, ever. God is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us. We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing flare up of our own lust. Lust gets pregnant and has a baby. Sin. Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. Holy moly. Holy Moses, right? James 1, 14 through 15 is where that verse is coming from. And on today, I'm reading all from the message version. So another way to say this loaded word is that the only way to be enticed is if there is a seed of that on the inside of us. Okay, So if there's a seed of lust, if there's a seed of addiction, if there's a seed of pornography, if there's a seed of cheating and stealing if there's if there's seeds of this it's on the inside of you and it's just the right temptation that draws it out of you okay so think about that in your own life story to date what is drawing you away from the life that God promised you what is drawing you what is causing you to miss the mark what's sin that's what sin is sin is causing you to miss the mark of what God has promised you what is that? There's always a root. So that's something that you can know. So there's always a root to why you go to a thing to fill what you feel you've been robbed of. Let me say it again. There's always a root to why you go to a thing, a crutch, an addiction, a numbing activity of some kind to fill what you feel you've been robbed of. Okay, And a lot of times we don't examine the root, we just talk about the fruit and we try to medicate the fruit and that never brings freedom. Okay, So check this out. In my own life story, I may have shared this before, but I found out that I was adopted when I was 10 and this was not a favorable experience. My adoptive mom, she was struggling with alcoholism. That was her crutch that had taken root in her own life story and it was out of control. And she was sitting, smoking a cigarette next to a rotary phone, and she handed me the phone receiver and said, your mom wants to talk to you. I'm 10. I get on the phone with a woman who I find out is my birth mom, and I'm totally shocked, traumatized, confused, but don't feel safe to express that, don't actually know how to express that, and don't know what that means for me and the world I'm living in, which was utter chaos at that time. And my father was absent for noble causes. He was a workaholic. He was a doctor. He did not learn to communicate. He doesn't do confrontation. We were in an environment for many years that was unhealthy because it just would not be addressed in ways that were effective, right? So that was really, really difficult. And I had an older sister that didn't know how to process. She was a couple years older and she was choosing rebellion and acting out. So that got attention and focus. And then a younger sister that was an infant, which you all know when you have a young baby, it requires just tending to all the time. You can't walk out of a room, right? So I was there in the middle, the mediator, the keeper of the peace, the one that had to be useful, the one that. Had to have either no attention or positive attention, but hopefully not too much attention. Just just be good, <laughs> basically. So that became a mission. How can I become good? How can I become useful so that I don't get kicked out of this home? Because what was communicated to me when that phone receiver was passed to me was, you're not valuable. Not not one, but two moms right now don't want you. You don't have place here, so you better make yourself useful, right? You better prove that you're worthy to be here, otherwise I could get rid of you too, basically, right? So just, it communicated a message of, you're not valuable, nobody wants you. So there was a huge rejection wound, betrayal, and abandonment all in a moment, okay? Now, that was rooted. So check it out. So over my life story, what did that turn into? That turned into perfectionism. That turned into uh, high achieving. That turned into, later on, it turned into an eating disorder. Because that was something which really was birthed out of hatred turned inward. Like, why am I not valuable? Why can't I find my place? Why am I not like this or like that? Why am I not desired and, and treasured and honored and celebrated, right? So like I just had to find a way to deal with the weight of that, right? And drugs and, and alcohol, I'd seen those movies before, so that didn't feel like an outlet, but food was something I could control, right? So it was a really, really messy, messy process Okay, so then as I continued to go on in my life, that also turned into a lot of dysfunctional relationships, toxic empathy that developed in me, people pleasing, codependency, those things still worked their way out in my life. And I endured a lot of pain, more trauma, these stories of betrayals and shock and abandonment kept happening because I wasn't going to the root, but I was still trying to live my life in such a way that I... Wanted to go after the promises. I wanted the success God promised me. I wanted the health God promised me. I wanted the relationship God promised me. I wanted the life God promised me. And some of these things that I just knew deep down in the inside, I was put here to do, but I could never, never live that out or even attain that, right? Everything that I would succeed with just felt so short-lived. They, they felt like short-lived experiences. They required so much investment, but it just felt like little to none, return. And then you're just on to the next thing. And that was exhausting. And I had no clue what was going on because I was just running. I was running to find who am I? I was running to find what am I here to do? I'm running to find who am I supposed to connect with, right? Like, why do I keep reliving these stories of trauma? Like, why? Right? Well, because I wasn't looking at the root. And because I wasn't really telling the truth. I was still living in secrets. I was still living a lie, I had let lies get rooted into me so much so that I believed them. And I was manifesting that in my own life because I didn't know God. I wasn't walking with God. That wasn't something that was handed down to me. I didn't really know who to run to. If anything, I I thought that I was truly left to my own devices. So check it out. It starts with temptation. Temptation okay and then deception over promises something and underdelivers right it takes what is valuable from you and leaves you to your own devices so at a very early age i was stripped of what felt like my value of my purpose of my identity of my very reason for being of my worth right and i was left to my own devices to just navigate the world in the wilderness and i really found myself experiencing a lot of painful things okay So there's always a route. So check out your story. Where or why do you go to a thing? Okay, think about that. Why are you going to a thing? I was going to these sources for for comfort, for relief, for safety, (laughs) right? For security, for the image of what that might provide. So I wanted to create an image that I was okay. I wanted to create an image that life was going well because I I was afraid of intimacy. I was afraid to let anybody close because if they got close, then they could betray me or abandon me just like what's happened. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's always a route to why you go to a thing, to a person, to a relationship, to a drug, to fill what you feel you've been robbed of. I felt like I was robbed of my identity, of my purpose, of my value, of my very reason for being. Okay. So You have to keep going back. This is what you got to keep in mind. You have to keep going back to this thing because it never fills you. It tempts you, but it never fills you. Okay. (laughs) What you really need is some water, some living water. All right. Which we'll get to. But whatever that thing is, that person, that crutch, that drug, that habit, Whatever that thing is that you keep going back to, you have to actually keep going back to it because it doesn't fill you, all right? And what's happening is you're not gonna ask God to heal you if you don't reveal it, okay? And you can't get filled up if you don't accept and acknowledge that you're empty. God can't fill you up if you won't make space, if you won't acknowledge that you're empty, Okay, And a lot of times we we deny that. We're afraid to express that we're broken. We're afraid to express that we're really battling with some deep stuff in our soul. We're afraid to express our vulnerability. We're afraid to even give voice to what it is that we're experiencing. Somehow in the silence, we feel safe and protected when we're really being destroyed. Okay, And you're not going to be filled up if you don't think that you're empty. And you're not going to ask God to heal it if you won't reveal it. So keep that in mind. All right, so why? Think about this. Where we're heading to, it's subtle on the outside. Why are you distant? Why do you come up with excuses? Why do you compromise? Why do you cancel those plans for the things that you know are for you to do those things that you know are destroying you? Why do you do that kind of stuff, right? While you're supposed to be focusing on your purpose, developing your gifts, growing in your identity, progressing in life, right? You actually become obsessed with thoughts, images, secrets, lies, compromise, and then that makes you insecure because you're out of integrity, and you know when you're out of integrity. You know when you're a fraud, and you can't be around people that are in the light often when you're in the dark because you fear that you're going to be exposed and you don't feel ready to expose yourself to the light. Okay. So that's what's happening there. When that distance is created, when those lies are created, when that compromise is created, when that isolation is happening. All right. So check this out. This is first First Thessalonians. There we go. Four, three. Your God taught. One final word, friends. We ask you, urge is more like it, that you keep on doing what we told you to do to please God, not in a dogged religious plod, but in a living spirited dance. You know the guidelines we laid out for you from the master Jesus. God wants you to live a pure life. Okay, so when you hear people talking about holiness and purity, it's not... A holier than thou perspective, it's for freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed, right? It's for a free, fulfilling John 10:10 10, 10 fullness of life that you've been promised. You can't walk in freedom if you're living lies, if you're full of it. You can't walk in freedom. If you don't have accountability, if you don't have space to share what your thing is, if you don't have a community and accountability right? You will be led down a path that robs you and you will find community and accountability for that. The very thing destroying you, you will connect and vibe with people, right? That are like you, that are into what you're into, that will support that and encourage you to keep going down this path only really discouraging you from seeking and pursuing your destiny. Okay. So, wow, wow, wow. Here is a formula, okay? A bound, damaged, broken person exposed to the right opportunity meets compromise, meets their demise. Bound person, right opportunity meets demise. Bound person, right opportunity meets demise. Okay? So, back to the story with Samson here and here it is. We're going to Judges 16. Judges 16. This is four through six. Sometime later, he, Samson, fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, which means grapes. Her name was Delilah. The Philistine tyrants approached her and said, seduce him. Discover what's behind his great strength and how we can tie him up and humble him. Each man's company will give you a hundred shekels of silver, which is like 30 years of wages. So that was a huge deal. Okay. So in this story, Samson gets seduced. His hair gets cut off. His eyes get gouged out. It's a hot mess. Okay. So What's happening here, he is a bound person. He's literally laying in the lap of the enemy, okay? So a bound person, damaged person, person that is weak to the lust of the flesh, right, is given the right opportunity to lay in the lap of his enemy and meet his demise. Literally, eyes being gouged out mean he's lost vision, okay? Hair being cut off means he lost his strengths. The very thing that made him this mighty... Strong, successful, beyond measure, man of God, right? Is now without vision and without strength. Come on. All because of a root that was never addressed, okay? So sometimes we get so comfortable in delusion, we don't even realize that we're compromised. That was such a habit and a practice for him that he didn't realize that he was compromised because he still had vision, he was still operating in strength, still looked good on the outside, and he was doing it in secret, Right? But he wasn't living in freedom, okay? And what is compromise? I think it's important to highlight this so that people are clear. Because, you know, if we haven't exposed your your sin issue, (laughs) compromise. Let's talk about that instead. Comp is for free. Like, I'm going to comp this breakfast with your hotel stay, okay? You get this free complimentary breakfast, all right? So, compromise means giving away your promises for free. Oh my God. I hope that you're hearing this. Are you in any way giving away the promises of God, the promises that God's given you for free? Well, you will anywhere there's compromise in your life. You are giving away your promises for free. So that's why you feel devalued. That's why you feel dishonored. That's why you feel unappreciated. That's why you feel unworthy. That's why you feel gross sometimes. If you compromise, you will feel that. You will feel a sense of shame. You will feel a sense of guilt. You will feel a sense of this isn't right, okay? When you're walking with God, that comes up as correction because God chastises those who love. Whom he loves, right? And there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ, right? But when you're out of alignment with God, when you're not walking with God, you do feel the weight of shame. You do feel the weight of compromise. You do feel the burden of all the secrets that you're carrying, and you just can't do it. Okay? So, reminder you've got to deal with what you're full of. If you're full of it, you've got to admit it and you've got to deal with it, specifically the root of it, okay? Because the danger is, is getting into a position where it's more pleasing to please yourself than to sacrifice for another. And we do that. We, we feel more comfortable pleasing ourselves with our habits, with our addictions, with our lust, whatever it is, than sacrificing for another. It's deep. That's deep. Okay. But here's what sin is doing. Here's what compromise is doing. Here's what giving away your promises for free looks like. It's rocking you to sleep. So it's dumbing down your consciousness or your awareness. It's eroding your relationships. Because if you're not sowing good into relationships, what do you think is going to come out of them? Whatever you're sowing. It zaps your energy. Okay, It dehumanizes you. So it makes you cold and hard. It even reprobate to an extreme. It kills your vision and it can lead you to stealing, to lying, to cheating, to manipulating, to controlling, to literally becoming a person that you don't even recognize. All from a temptation and deception and then making that a habit, okay? So, hopefully you can see here what it leads to. Whatever you're full of, <laughs> Whatever you're not telling the truth about, whatever you're compromising with, what it actually leads to is more dangerous. It leads to a perverted life, a twisted life, a life that is backwards, okay? And it seems right. The word says this. Let me give you the exact address. Okay, so let me grab it for you. Dun, dun, dun. There is a way that seems right. Okay, so this is actually coming from Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are ways of death. Okay, so this all sounds good. It's enticing. It looks like it makes sense, but that's counterfeit, right? Counterfeit looks real nice. It makes a lot of sense. But if you keep going down that path, it leads to death. Okay. So, really going into compromise, going into sin, missing the mark, right? Really believing lies and getting full of the wrong things is as simple as walking through doors. Just walking through a door, just walking right through, inviting it in, right? So, I'm gonna give you four. Examples, decisions, doors that we walk through that give place to the enemy in our life and that normalize this kind of behavior, this kind of lifestyle. One is pre vision. So, what happens with this is we have foresight, but really, that foresight when the enemy is involved is God's vision, but out of context. Okay, so. This pre vision when I go through a door that I depending on whatever you're putting in front of your eye gates your ear gates right whatever you are open to whatever you're exposing yourself to those shows that you're watching that music that you're listening to those environments that you go to those people that you hang out with right and surround yourself with that is exposing you to information to images to thoughts to words right that are getting into your soul and taking root in your heart okay and the enemy is taking God's promises out of context okay so from these images you're drawn in they're luring you in tempting you okay then what happens is you go through another door if you walk through that door then you go through the door of permission you literally give the enemy permission to normalize sin to normalize evil to normalize really choosing things that are not in alignment with God's plan for your life that are twisted, that lead you into entanglements, that easily draw you in, but are crazy difficult to get out of. All right. So basically what's happening is you are using your authority for the enemy. So you're partnering with the enemy, not God. Okay. So, oh my goodness. It's just the wrong use of authority. Let's put it that way. When you give permission to the wrong things, you're not using your authority property properly. Number three, the next door that you walk through is the door provision. So, when the enemy is in charge, right now that you've gotten permission to run your life, you start catering to the thing that you're doing that is causing you to be secretive, compromised, right? You cater to it, you make time for it, you invest money into it, and the flesh is never satisfied. So, you start putting a ton of money out there to buy alcohol. You start you know, sleeping with people and having relationships that only lead to soul ties and the destruction of your soul. You start uh, hiding things and doing things behind the scenes because you know inherently that they're wrong, but you don't want that to be exposed, right? And you start catering to it. You start making time for it. You start canceling plans to, to cater to this thing that you are babying, to this thing that you're making a priority, right? You're making provision for it you're, you're creating space and place for it in your life and then the last door is straight up perversion so you turn away completely for from the right course for your life and it's basically a like gateway drugs <laughs> you open all these doors right you give all these gateways all these openings to these things that are destructive to you but you keep doing it to the point of total perversion okay so let me show you Romans 13, 14, Romans 13, 14, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day by day obligations that you lose track of time and doze off oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute. Must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence, in sleeping around and dissipation, in bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get dressed. Don't loiter and linger, waiting until the very last minute. Dress up yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Okay, so <laughs> that's basically telling you the exact opposite story. Okay, so I'm hoping that at this point, this is starting to bring you life and saving years of your life. If you get right, you won't have to live your life just playing catch up. And you can really embrace the grace of God. You've got to deal with with whatever that thing is the unchecked thing you've got to check it because here's what happens too uh let me show you where this is the sin of the okay so this is coming from Ezekiel, Ezekiel fourteen. So it says that the father's sin, which he has done and considereth and doth not, um. Hold on a second. I don't think that's the right one. The sin of the fathers are shall be passed down. Okay. So (laughs) I think this one is actually, I'm trying to find, it's basically any sin that the father has can be passed down to three generations. So you might be dealing with stuff is what I'm trying to highlight. You might be dealing with things that have been passed down from your parents, whether it was perversion of some kind, addiction of some kind, dysfunction, whatever it is, you might be dealing with it because your fathers, right, never stopped and dealt with it. They never did. But you can, you can, because truth is the only thing that can set you free. So if you decide your own comfort, again, over sacrificing your life for another, you act, you actually sacrifice more than you think. So I want to take you to Romans 1, 24 through 32. Therefore, this is probably the scariest thing. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God. For a lie and worshipped the and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Because of this, God gave them over to their shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. So... This is a place that you can get to if you are committed to living a compromised, perverted, twisted life. And when people are saying that God's way is dumb and that that's just what those people do, they're denying the power of it, okay? It might be time to live like God's vibes matter. And I want to show you what that means on today. Because if, if this is weighty, if this is heavy... Here's the good news, okay? The good news is, just like those four doors that were opened to get to a perverted life, there's doors that you can open to get to the promised life, the life that you were intended to live, that you were created for. So here's the doors. Provision. God will give you, if you get in the word, if you surrender, God will give you A vision of wholeness. God will give you this vision for your life. God will give you the view of wholeness and completeness in him. He will show you that. Okay. So here is another verse to let you see that. So here it is. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. So what that's saying is when You come to God when you get in the word, when you start getting God's images and pictures and thoughts, God's vibes, as I say, into your heart, into your soul, you start being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Holy Spirit starts going to work. You get a different vision. You get God vision. Okay. And without vision, the people perish. That's what Proverbs is saying. All right. So then You give God permission. What does that mean? You give God permission to guide you, to lead you by the power of the Holy Spirit into all truth, right? And as that happens, once you give God permission, you actually can loose and bind things. You start using your authority in the right way. You reclaim this authority that God gave you and you use it for His purposes and plans. You can bind and loose things, okay? And then, God is a faithful God. He gives provision. So he brings the right teachers, the right mentors, the right coaches, the right community, the right resources, books for you to walk out your deliverance. Now, some might say that deliverance is instant and God can do that. But a lot of times if it took you 20 years to get into a thing, it's going to take you some time to walk out what you walked into. You've got to walk out of it. But God will take you on this deliverance process so that you actually have the character now to walk in alignment with his vision for your life, okay? And then rather than the last door being perversion, the last door is promise, promise. You finally step into freedom. You finally know who you are. You know why you're created. You know how to use your authority and steward well what you've been given, and you step into these promises that God planned for your life and you experience this John 10:10 fullness of life, what true freedom is, the truth will set you free. You're no longer full of it. You're no longer in hiding. You're no longer burdened by secrets. You're no longer chasing things that will only elude you and never satisfy. You are fulfilled, you are content. You have this peace that surpasses all understanding. You've got the joy of the Lord. You are strong, right? You literally become new. You get to live in the wonderful new every day. So, my ask, my encouragement is if you are somebody that is facing sins of the fathers, if you are somebody that has been going down a crooked or twisted path, if you are somebody that is entangled in something and you know it, there no judgment. But please, please be brave. Is that thing or things? worth your destiny? You know the answer to that, right? And I would wonder too, is your life going to be, here's a way to say it. Will history see your life? Will they see you as someone who took a stand and became the man or woman of God? Or will they see you perpetuating these generational curses? What will your legacy speak of? Let God take you to a new level of living. You can't do it on your own, in your own power, in your own strength. Do you want to know how I know? This is one of the verses that I confess over my life and that is so incredibly freeing and powerful if you can get it. It's Philippians 2.13. What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in a responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God himself God Himself willing and working at will will give Him the most pleasure. So it is God who works in you to will and to do for His good pleasure. So it is not you, it is not your own strength, it is not your own power. If it were, you would stop that addiction, you would stop that sin, you would stop going to that thing and expecting it to fill you when you know better, you would stop giving your promises away from free and stop feeling cheap in that way, okay? So how can you make a shift? How can you experience this divine turnaround in your life? One, confess to God what your things are, what the thing is for forgiveness. Confess it to God. Expose it to the light. He's the safest person to expose it to. And then two, confess it to another person for healing, Confess it to another person for healing. Three, get some accountability in your life. Accountability helps with communication. It helps with correction. It helps with counseling. We need all those things in our life. You've got to unpack trauma if you've walked through trauma. You've got to look at some patterns and why they keep coming up if you don't want to keep living those stories and watching those movies, (laughs) right? You've seen how that played out before, but if you can't stop it, it's time to stop and face it so that you can rewire, right? Tune into God's vision, face whatever's going on so that God can fix it, reveal it so that God can heal it, okay? Number four is fast, so Some things can only be handled by fasting and praying. It's literally starving these things that are trying to destroy you. I know in a season where I walked into my salvation experience, I was led to remove sugar from my life. I was led to uh, just completely get rid of TV. I was led to stop listening to music, stop going to places um, that would tempt me into, you know, just like a going out with friends. I wouldn't do that, you know, unless it was just like a restaurant or something, but not like a club or a lounge or a dance party, not that stuff. I just was not, you know, given capacity to do that anymore. So keep that in mind. And then number five is generosity. So tithing and literally putting your treasure in the right places, something radical shifts in your life when all of that time and resource that you squandered in a sense, when you start putting in the right place and you start putting your tithe in action, watch what happens is all I'll say to that. So on today, I'm asking, (laughs) are you full of it? Are you really living your truth? Are you really doing you boo? Are you really living your best life? And is that actually why you're here to just please yourself? Versus sacrificing for other people? Is that why you're here? That's a question. (laughs) A real one. Okay? And are you craving freedom? Do you really know inherently that you've got some things in your life that you thought would lead to freedom? Because that's always how they start. You think it's going to give you pleasure. You think it's going to give you freedom. You think that's going to fill a gap or a void that you have. But if you go to God, he can fill those gaps. He can uproot anything, any lie, any unbelief, anything, any sin. He can uproot that from your life and it will take him. You can't, you're not powerful enough to deliver yourself. So my encouragement is that you will look ruthlessly at yourself, that you will decide that whatever's been operating, whatever evil, whatever twisted way, whatever perverted way has been operating, that it stops with you and that you will be the one to create the wonderful new in your family line. It starts with you, okay? So let God take you to this new level of living. The level up, the glow up, it's not by your own power. It's not by your own strength. It's all about who you're surrendered to, who you're humbly submitted before who you're walking with, who you're exposed to, okay? Wow, wow, wow. I hope this message blessed you. I hope this message exposed some of the wrong things to the light and also brought you life. And if you want to take this further, you can visit julianapage.com. There's several books there where I've shared more of my story and where I've shared a lot of practical wisdom to start walking with God from a very basic level right um, and then taking that deeper as well and then there's a self mastery course over there if you want to do a self-paced study if you're kind of a you know self-paced learner and there's also coaching services over there as well. so make sure you check out that site and you can also follow me on instagram at Miss Juliana page. All right everybody until next time stay blessed.